Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Sheila Darling Coaching. Sheila Darling is a social worker, certified hypnotherapist, and mindfulness meditation teacher and could be your start to a more peaceful life. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packed in California, USA. And we'll hear more from our sponsors later, but um, head to our sponsor page at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and see if you can give any of our sponsors uh, your business because they make this podcast happen. And while you're at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you can scroll down and enter your email address into the little form there and get these episodes sent to your inbox every Monday. Um, and now I think Diane has our review of the week. I do. And it comes from Gmail. Um, this is from Patricia. She emailed us and she said, my name is Patricia. I am a Spanish teacher in the state of Florida. I came across your podcast about three months into my breastfeeding journey, looking for some support. I've had many struggles in my journey with many things, but my biggest challenge was fighting off people who kept telling me to stop breastfeeding. They would tell me I was tired and that I should give up and that I was doing this to myself. I went back to work after one month of giving birth and it has been very difficult to adjust. My husband is extremely supportive of my journey and has reassured me every time I hear the comments. However, I needed to hear some advice from breastfeeding from breastfeeders themselves. I was about to quit and found your podcast. I've been exclusively breastfeeding my baby for six months, which was my goal when I was pregnant. And now I do not feel pressured to stop at a certain point. My son is very happy baby and I'm very happy mama because I listen to your podcast all day, every day, and it truly keeps me motivated. I do not have it all figured out and still come up with questions every day, but I wanted to say thank you because it's been a huge help. Sincerely, Patricia. And I cannot even, she went back to work after a month. Oh my God. Like it's just not okay. It's it not is right. not. No, it is absolutely not okay. And she's such a badass for doing that and for keeping the breastfeeding going. And the naysayers, like, go away. I I don't know what else to say. Just I know, kick rocks, kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think it's eat rocks, isn't it? Or is it kick rocks? I think it's kick rocks. Okay, eat shit. It's eat shit. Oh, <laughs> eat shit and die. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah. They can do that too. But so she sent this to us through Gmail, which was awesome. Uh, I love opening my inbox to stuff like this because it's much better than the junk mail that I receive from weirdos who want to, I don't know, redo my website. And you can also put your review for us on iTunes. That's an amazing way to do it too. It really helps the podcast a lot. Well, thank you so I much. I can't. Well, people are like, why listen to your podcast? I'm listening, binge listening to your podcast. Uh, it makes me feel so self-conscious. I'm like, that is a lot of me to listen to. And like, what kind of asshole thing did I say? You know, do you have that thing when you go to a party and you're like there and then you spend the rest of the next day going like, oh my God, what did I say? What did I say? What did I do? What did I, oh my God, they think I'm an idiot. Oh my God. Yeah. I do. I mean, it's not about me, but I'm always like, uh, I have that feeling inside. Uh. I know. People are binging. <laughs> binging my voice. God. I don't even like usually to listen to me. I know. People usually need a break from me after a while. But <laughs> I don't know. Thank you for listening. That's all yeah, I have to say is thank you so much for listening and for spreading it around because I know people are like, oh, I heard about your podcast from this person. And, you know, it's good because we need this information out there. Yeah, we do. I mean, and as much as I, it makes me cringe, I really want everybody to hear what we're saying because we're giving out the good information. 
Yeah, it's really important. And it it really I am proud that we can be able to do this, that it, that it, we're yeah. putting information out there and that you guys are getting the information and that you're sharing it. And I think that's amazing. So thank yes. you. Mm-hmm. So today we're talking about clingy babies as if there's such a thing, <laughs> but <laughs> this is what people say. Your baby's so needy. Your baby's so clingy. Your breastfeeding makes your baby clingy. Your baby's so, you know, night nursing makes your baby clingy, clingy, clingy babies. Cause they're not, they're not out. They didn't get, get a job, I guess, or they're not out. Right. Out. They're not cooking. They're not dinner independent. Yet. Your three month yeah. old baby is not independent or whatever. That stupid concept is. <sighs> it drives me crazy. And I, I try to, so one of the biggest things that I want everybody to understand is this is not a breastfeeding problem. This is a baby problem. It's not a problem. It's, right. Exactly. It's fucking normal. Sorry. I'm it's normal. Totally using the wrong word. It is a normal newborn infant child thing there's no such thing as a clingy baby there's no such thing this is a cultural thing in this country we value like independence detachment mm-hmm. and you know when you have these you know a normal baby acting like a normal baby we are like oh my god it's clingy there's no such thing I had this. It doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. And I had somebody, I had somebody that's been messaging me on Instagram just this week with her newborn. And, you know, he's not sleeping hardly at night. He's up all the time. And I'm like, that's, that's not because of breastfeeding. This is just your baby. This is what babies do, especially newborns, especially newborns. Oh my like, God. What do we expect from a newborn? We expect to put Good them down God. and they're going to go to sleep. That's what and everybody thinks is going to happen. For 10 hours a night by themselves. And oh my God, they're crying because they're clingy. Right. It's, what and I'm the like, hell is happening? Like, this is just your baby. Like, well, how long does it last? It will be like, <laughs> you know, like Forever. This very Who cares. I, it's just a normal. It's normal. And then she was like, are you sure this isn't a feeding issue? So Ugh. you don't think he's still hungry? No, I, I don't. No. no. Well, I can see that always being a concern because people are just always concerned about their babies being hungry. So, yeah, it's not it's like the whole fussy, you know, my baby's fussy after nursing. And it, does that mean they're not getting enough? No, babies are fussy, man. They're fussy and they're clingy. They're fussy they're and they're clingy. Babies. They just got here. They don't know anything. Your body is the only environment that they are adapted to. It's all they know. And so if you're not if they're not right there, they're like, what the hell? I'm scared. Mm hmm. They're like, don't understand what's happening. And they'll get fussy because they don't. That's That's, not. That's that's how they communicate. Right. Exactly. They're talking to you. That is how they communicate with you. And I always feel bad. Like, I don't know what to say when a mom says to me, well, what do you do? I just keep putting them to the breast. That's it. I just keep breastfeeding them. Like, is that what you suggest? I'm exhausted. It's like, I know it's overwhelming. Well, that's true because we do also live in a culture where we don't help anybody, right? I mean, like right. you have a newborn, you're all on your own. You're, you know, there's no, we we don't have like a sense of real community anymore. There's not this village setting where people are helping. You're just, you're like responsible for the same things that you were responsible for. And now you have a newborn. So it's like, what is Jim Gaffigan is like <laughs> having a, What's it like having a fourth baby? It's like having three babies and then and you're drowning and somebody hands you a baby or something. Oh, like my that. God. It's that like be, it's, it's yeah. just chaos. And like, it's true. People are exhausted. And that's again, it's not a feeding issue, but it is a cultural problem. Mm-hmm. It's a big problem that people don't have the support to deal with normal baby behaviors. And so we kind of like um, 
we start to say, well, that's not normal. We kind of pathologize these normal things. We're like, that's not normal. Or these things that you can do to get your baby to sleep longer that are dangerous. Dangerous. You know, like putting rice cereal in the formula or mixing it in and trying to get your baby to sleep real deep really early. That stuff is not okay. And there's, you know, there's, there's, um, things that we can do to try to help, you know, with how clingy babies are, because it is exhausting. And so that's why we talk a lot about bed sharing and baby wearing and these kinds of things that make it a little bit are, you know, can make it a little bit more manageable than like, you know, trying to keep the baby sleeping in the crib down the down the hallway, which you're told you're supposed to do and that your baby's not supposed to want to be by you so much. And I remember I was like carrying Jack in a carrier one time, like a toddler carrier. He was older. And um, this somebody commented on the internet, like, oh, like, um, oh, you need to put them down because they need to learn how to walk. <laughs> and I was like, what? I don't understand what people are thinking. It's like, don't let your kids play with video games. They need to go outside. Don't let your baby, you know, breastfeed for too, too long because they need to have solid foods. What 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 world are you living in? Why can't my kid play video games and go outside? Why can't they breastfeed and have solid foods? Why can't he be carried around in a towel in a carrier and also know how to walk for crying out loud? What is happening? I don't like, understand that. Like, no, he's close. Like, you, they're they're just like, oh my god, that toddler's really close. I swear to God, people don't even think that's weird. It's weird to see somebody being like so intimately close to another human being. It's yeah, it's strange. And people are like uncomfortable with it because it's so like not normal in our culture. It's so sad if you think about it. Like a little baby can't even be held without being called clingy. Like that's devastating. That is an absolute devastating state of our culture. I... I think a lot of the problem is too that we go into these into the into having a baby with the thought that it's going to be totally different than what it really is. Right. And that's like, how it's presented to us. Right. right exactly. Like media, whatever. You put it on, you know, you, you wrap. I was saying this to somebody the other day. You, you wrap pregnancy in a big bow and we celebrate it with these showers and these presents and all the things that you could ever possibly need that is you know, like that you can buy and everybody's like, oh yeah, it's great. Have a baby. This is going to be so fun. And <clears throat> excuse me. I know. I'm like totally having these all our clears out before we started. <laughs> I know. I totally didn't. I don't know what's going on with no, my it happens, today. You know. But then you have this baby and you're like, oh my God, they want to be with me all the time. What is happening? Something's wrong. And then you're, you know, you got family members saying, you've got to put them down. Why are they so clingy? And your pediatrician saying, oh, you can't, you know, you, you can't let them nurse to sleep anymore. You can't let them do Don't this. Put them you in your bed. Do Don't put them in your bed. Don't, you know, let them, let them cry for a little bit. Yeah. It's not going to hurt them. Do this. Like everybody is t giving you advice on how to separate yourself from this child that you grew in your body. Like, I don't understand why that is a thing. Why are we celebrating these babies? And then as soon as they come out, we want to separate from them. So I yeah. think it's so important that we put it out there like, yes, this is going to be exhausting and not in a way where it's like, oh, you better get some sleep now because when your baby comes, they're not going to sleep. Like that is not the exhausting part. The exhausting part is like, just like you're overwhelmed. 
you know, you're just overwhelmed with the whole concept of becoming a parent. Right. You're transitioning to parenthood as a whole identity shift. It is completely an identity shift. Exactly. And we do not support that. Like you said, we don't support that as a culture at all. No, it's not even something that I ever knew was a thing until I was in the middle of it. I was like, wow, no one said anything like nobody says anything about like how. How like how, you know, the anxiety, the intrusive, catastrophic thoughts, you know, that you have about like, you know, keeping this like you're the sole person who's now responsible for keeping this other human being alive. Like, oh, my God, that's kind of that's a that's a trip. Yeah, that's real. And then on the top of it, you have people telling you you're doing the wrong thing all the time. Right. Everything inside of your body is like, keep this baby close. And then everything from the culture is like, keep this baby far away. And what a confusing thing. Like, I saw this meme. I can't even remember who it was by, but it was like practicing attachment parenting in a detached society (laughs) is, you know, I don't know, hard or, you know, impossible or whatever, something like that. Um, but it was like, it's like, yeah, we live in this detached culture that values like this concept of independence, which is such a bullshit concept at any point in life. You know, human beings should be interdependent. You know, we are interdependent. We depend on each other. Mm -hmm. Like independence, full on independence. That's like a trauma response. Like not needing anybody, not wanting to be around anybody, you know, not need, you know, that's not, that's not normal. No, that's not normal human behavior. Normal human behavior is needing each other. And then, you know, I'm just talking about adults, but like now we're talking about like little babies that are being called clingy because they cry when you put them down. I can't even get over that makes me nauseous. It's terrible. Think about like these little babies being told that being, you know, calling these little babies problematic that that they, you know, are fussy when they're not touching a human. It's just so it's so ugly and and disgusting yeah I remember when my twins were little they were probably only a couple of months old and my aunt was over and she was holding my daughter my daughter was like sitting in her lap or whatever and you know like I said they're probably three or four months old or something like that probably right in that phase where you know how like when they're really kind of get that attachment yeah. To, you know, like where you leave the room and they're like, oh, my God, where'd my mom go? You yeah. know, like it's they're starting to realize that when you walk away, you're you're gone. Yeah. And I remember my aunt was like, I think she's becoming very attached to you. <laughs> my aunt said. Yeah. Success. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I just like I'll never forget that. And it was almost in a way where it was like. That's a bad thing. Like oh, that's how they was. took it, you know, like, oh, yeah, it absolutely like, was. Oh, that's how she meant it too. Yeah. Oh, like, this yeah. baby is clinging. Oh, this baby is, you know, she, the baby's having separation anxiety. The baby's too attached to you. Like what the hell is happening here? This is exactly <laughs> like, this is child development here, right? Babies form attachments to their caregiver. This is how we lead to healthy attachments to other humans throughout, throughout life and not become like psycho serial killers. Right. Like, wh- I mean, oh my God. Oh, right. this baby is upset that you walked away. Oh my God, look at how you're spoiling this baby. Oh my God. I mean, it's just And like people are just like, oh yeah, that's totally normal. You know, it's this is it is normal newborn behavior. It is normal baby behavior. It is normal for us to want to have the company of somebody else. Like we deal with that as adults. You know, we we don't want to be alone 24-7, right? Like 
Right. I mean, if you're upset too, like since when are you like, if your partner comes to you and they're upset, you're like, oh, go to the, go to your room. Don't deal with it yourself. Go, go, go away from me. Who does that? Nobody. My mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, because of probably early attachment issues. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So should we talk more about this after a word from our sponsors? Yes, we should. And speaking of our sponsors and our transition to parenthood, um, pay attention to this one because uh, today's episode is brought to you by Sheila Darling Coaching. And uh, the transition to parenthood can be intense. Feelings of anxiety and depression are actually quite common. Your feelings should not be ignored. You deserve space where you can process this transition and all of the emotional and psychological changes that come with it. You may hear people telling you to just enjoy it or it all goes by so fast. These statements are dismissive of the changes we go through when we have a new baby. Transitioning to a new family member isn't always the peaceful journey we see on TV. Sheila Darling Coaching can be that professional support person that Diane and I are always saying there is no shame in getting. Sheila Darling is a social worker, certified hypnotherapist, and a mindfulness meditation teacher, and could be your start to a more peaceful life. Head to SheilaDarling.com to schedule your consultation today and mention this podcast and you'll get 10% off of a coaching package. And today's episode is also brought to you by uh, Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packed in California, USA. The leave-in conditioner is is a lightweight formula made with nourishing emollients, and Arnica for split ends, making it ideal for detangling and eliminating frizz from damaged hair. The Miracle Detangler is perfect to making combing hair easier for baby, toddlers, and children, and anyone with long hair. The Rosemary can help prevent lice. All of the original Sprout products are paraben and phthalate-free, vegan, and cruelty-free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruit, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. They are not just for babies anymore. Check out the entire line at originalsprout.com and use code BADASS for 25% off of your purchase. And all of our sponsors and their promo codes can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com in our show notes underneath this episode. And uh, while you're there, you can visit the other pages that include um, all of our breastfeeding resources, our other episodes, and um, information about scheduling your very own online consultation with Diane. Um, And again, you can enter your email address there at the bottom and get the episode sent to your inbox. I love the leave-in conditioner. I'm just going to put that little oh, plug yeah? in there. Yeah. I do love the leave-in yeah. conditioner. We have the de- the de- 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 um, detangler too. Yeah. So- because, oh my God, actually shaved his head now, but oh my God, his hair. <laughs> it was just like, I could not deal. But anyway. Yeah. Clingy babies, man. Clingy. So- there's no, I can't, I just can't even say the the word clingy I know. Oh, it's like saying... I don't know. know. I should have been more prepared prepared with a metaphor, but it's like (laughs) the most disgusting two words that have ever been put together. And I know a lot of it is, well, you know, we've been talking about how a lot of it is cultural, but I have definitely seen some, I've worked in some cultures where they say, well, I don't want my baby to be too attached to me. I don't want my baby to be too attached to me. Oh, sure. It's not just our culture. No, it's not for sure. But I never know quite how to without sounding judgy, you know, without being like, well, what do you, what are you having a baby for then? If they're, you know, you, you don't want them attached to you. Like, it seems like one just goes with the other. 
like you have a, a baby they're gonna be with you forever like this is your this is your child you know like this is your child they stay attached to you and you can right. try to push them away as much as you want to but they're coming back like they uh, need you, you a- actually you hope they're coming back yeah because if you're not you know if you're not going to be like a you know a nurturing parent then like some kids won't They'll be like, thank God I'm out of here. And I, you know, honestly, I don't think that applies to anybody who's listening to this podcast because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you were just like checked out. But like, you know, it does happen just to like Mm -hmm. validate everybody here. Like it, you know, everything that you're doing, all of the things that you're doing for your baby, picking them up when they cry and keeping them close. And like, it doesn't matter what anybody is telling you, telling around you, like you're doing what is absolutely normal for caring for a baby this is like biologically expected it's normal it is you know something that's setting setting them up for an entire life of like healthy relationships with other people and with you which you want you want them to come home for christmas right i mean this or is whatever you celebrate you know babies are so primal you know they are so yeah. primal and our response to them is primal so yeah. when people are saying to you, oh, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be picking your, you shouldn't be holding your baby all the time. You shouldn't be, you know, I remember somebody had said to me once they were talking about their, this is like before I even had kids, I think they were talking about their brother and their child, their brother's child. And they're like, that kid didn't, feet didn't touch the floor for the first two years of their life. And it was oh, like, and it was a cute. very judgy statement. And it's like, you know what, there are some cultures where they, Babies seriously do not touch the floor because they are held all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. That is forming a solid attachment, healthy, healthy attachment to your caregivers. There is nothing wrong with that. Right. That's what you want. That is absolutely what you want. But if you are feeling like, you know, you're kind of in that newborn stage and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm just exhausted. I need to get some sleep what do I do? I mean, there's, there's things that you can do to kind of help you through that process. But I think part of it is knowing that this is what your baby needs and wants. Right. It's, it's normal. Those early days are, 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 I think the other thing that comes with so much frustration with losing sleep is that we are told that it's not normal. Mm-hmm. So we're told that it's not normal. And then so people are like, oh, my God, what's happening here is not normal. And I need to get more sleep. And everyone else is getting sleep because they're figuring it out. And I'm not figuring it out because something's wrong with me or my baby. And and then there becomes the, you know, frustration. It's like I had a friend. I have a friend who had a baby. Um, I don't know. This has been a few years now. But um, it was like, you know, the baby's like a year. And I was like, so how, you know, how how's it going? And he goes. He goes, you know, as soon as you just give up on trying to get any sleep, you just give up on the idea that you're going to like get some like long stretches of sleep. It's a lot easier. You know, when you just when you just learn that, like, you're you know, this is what is to be expected. This is normal. It's you know, you're still tired. Of course, you're still all of these things. But like you can drop this whole like something's wrong oh, this will go on forever. Like this, it passes, mm-hmm. you know, it's a short period of time. Um, and they do eventually sleep longer. Um, and everything that's going on right now 
They're not clingy. They're normal. It's a very normal thing. That um, the messaging that I was doing with that, you know, person on Instagram, I had helped her with her first baby. And I said to her at one point, I said, your daughter did this too. You just don't remember. And she was like, really? Because I thought she slept longer stretches. Like, "Mm -mm. this is a newborn thing. This is a baby thing. And you can think that you stepped out of the hospital into a life with a baby where your kid was sleeping for several hours at a time, but that did not happen. No. And it's, you know, we can talk because people that have multiple babies, sometimes they are like babies have temperaments, Mm -hmm. you know, some babies do end up sleeping a little bit longer, you know, sooner than other babies. And some babies are more wakeful and more Mm -hmm. fussy. They just have different temperaments. Jack was very different from Exley. And then, you know, but there was nothing wrong with Jack. No. And it's not a feeding issue. No, it's not. No. That's what I, it always comes back to that. Yeah. You know, it always come back, comes back to, well, maybe they're, maybe they're hungry. Your infant with a tiny, small stomach is not starving 24 hours a day, but they do want to be held 24 hours a day. So, I mean, yeah. that's just the way it is. That, and that's normal. Break out your carrier, strap him to you. I mean, it's just, it's just the way, just the way it is. And it is hard when you have other children and you're trying to balance spending time with other kids with, you know, the newborn, that's, that's very hard. Right. But that's also something we need to prepare for. And like you said, our, our culture is not very good at support. No. And I remember I was in the shower one time and I put Jack in the, um, like a little bassinet thing next to the shower. And I like I had gone I was just like so freaked out every time he fussed. I was like, oh, my God, something is terribly wrong. You know, every time I put him down, he fusses and I didn't understand what was happening. Um, And I just decided one day, like, I'm just going to take a shower. And I put him in the bassinet and he fussed the whole time. And I finally like after months or whatever, I just had this moment. um, I was like, "Okay, he's fussing right now. It's okay." Like, I'm going to finish taking a shower Mm -hmm. and like, I'm not, he's not, I'm not crying it out with him. There's nothing wrong. He's just there and I'm not there and he's fussy. I don't have to freak out and like stop my shower. And like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if Mm -hmm. you're, of course, your your baby's fussy, it doesn't mean that your baby's fussing because you're not holding them or whatever, but it's also okay for, for them to fuss a little bit. Like they're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, you just do what you need to do. Cause I feel like we feel like we can't, you know, we, no, we, we can't, we can't let them fuss at all or, you know, we are doing cry it out or we're bad or we're not picking them up. You know, we're not answering their, you know, their needs or whatever. And, and that's not true. You can take a shower mm-hmm. and like, it's really hard to listen to a fussy baby while you're in the shower, but like really you just talk like, to finish them it. while you're in the shower, talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they can hear you. And like, finish your shower, finish eating, finish, you know, doing these things and, and, you know, them fussing for a little while is not, that's okay. They're fine. Yeah. As long as you know, your baby's safe. Yeah. They're right there. You're not, yeah. You're not, don't leave them fussing in the lawn and go inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you know, what it comes down to is the more, and this is what I try to tell parents, it, the more you respond to your baby in those early days, the more independent they become. 
later on. Eventually, later Eventually. in life. Not yeah. like tomorrow. Not but- next week. Yeah, because I think we think that too. Like, well, when are they going to start being independent when they're like four? And it's like, no, no, no. We're talking like long-term life things here. Yeah. We're talking about like, ind- you know. And also, again, the- I hate the word independent. I can't stand it. You know. It's also a, it's also a bullshit concept. But no, it's- they're not going to be crying for you when they're 16. But then you know what? How many times do you see that on social media where somebody has a child who's, you know, going off to college or they're, you know, they are more independent. And, you know, now you've got like parents who are, you know, with older children and they're like, oh, my gosh, my kid doesn't need me anymore. Oh, no. You know, like that. It's like, how do we go from, oh, my God, this baby is making me crazy because he just wants to be held all the time. And then 16 years later, we're like, oh, no. They're looking yep. at colleges. Yeah. What do I do? I mean, you can't. I mean, wh- what are we? What are we doing here? <laughs> like, that's such a mixed message. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it will. You'll eventually. It'll all come back to bite you in the ass, no matter what. Mm, but they're not. Yeah. So your your baby that is wanting to be with you all the time is normal. That is a normal thing. Yeah, like waking up, like not sleeping a lot, waking up at night, feeding a lot, you know, this... Uh, Falling asleep at the breast, listen to our yeah. breast sleeping episode, that's a thing. Right, that's, that's all very normal. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're clingy and crying when you like... Put them down. Put yeah. them down. Yeah, for the longest time I thought something was wrong with Jack. And every time I was just like, every time I put him down, he cries. Every time I put him down, he, you know, he doesn't stay asleep and I'll get him to sleep at the breast. And then I try to lay him down and he wakes up. Like I thought something was wrong. And no, it's just my body's the only environment that he is acclimated to. And when he was away from that environment, it was uncomfortable for him. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. And for some babies, they don't even want to be held by anybody other than their birth parent. Right. right? Yeah. Like, Cause they, and they know. And I don't know if you experienced that with Josh. I don't remember having that experience, but I have a lot of families that'll be like, what do I do? I can't even leave the baby with, you know, with my partner because yeah. the baby doesn't want to be with anybody else. Yeah. No, that's totally normal too. Yeah. That's totally normal. Like it's totally, totally normal. And it is overwhelming to be the only one. But this is where, right. you know and then, what? And then a lot of times you have, sometimes you have partners that are kind of resentful about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they're like, what are you doing? You know, this baby only wants you. You should stop breastfeeding them so that I can have, you know, time with them too. Or they're becoming too attached to you or they're coming too clingy to you. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, no, 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 no. This is all very normal stuff. The baby is going to become attached first to the breast chest feeding parent birth birthing parent that's just how it is they were in their body yeah literally this is not forget that new human being this is just how it is and you can be mad about it but that doesn't change anything that's what i say to my kids i'm like you can be mad about it but this is is just how it is right like you can hate it which is normal feeling too you can be like i it's a lot it feels it's overwhelming to be the only one that can take care of this infant yeah or that this infant wants yes absolutely but that is when you grab those people around you and have them doing everything else because you shouldn't be responsible for 
the life and the feeding and all of that with that newborn and also be responsible for all the laundry, right. all the cooking, the other children, the every like you you need to have help. You need to have that support. You just can't do it by yourself. I don't care who you are. It's not healthy. No. And there's a lot of people who are doing it by themselves. Oh my gosh. Way too many. Yeah. Way, way too many. Way too many. Because we're also like, oh, you should be able to do this by yourself. Yeah. Well, we say it to ourselves too. Like I Mm -hmm. should be able to do this by myself because this is, you know, this is my, this is my job right now. So I need to do it all. No, don't. You don't. Absolutely don't. I mean, if you, yeah, if you can accept help, because that's the other thing. People don't accept help and then. But um, yeah. Yeah, Jack was very clingy. And actually, Exley, Exley's going to turn seven next month. And he will not, if he falls down and hurts himself and he's crying or whatever, if Josh gets anywhere near him, <laughs> it is like he's mad. Oh, like, I am the only one who can comfort him when he falls. Mm. And Josh gets really mad about it. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't know. He's seven. He's just in this phase right now. He doesn't want, I remember my sister was like, I think she was like four or five or whatever. And the only person who could put her to bed was my dad. She was just like, get up. You know, she didn't want to have anything to do with my mom at bedtime. And my dad was the only one who could put her in bed. And she was mad about it. Mad, mad about it. If my mom got near her. Oh and it's just normal. It's just totally normal mm-hmm. developmental stuff. They go back and forth, you know, from they're building that attachment to the other parent and it's all normal stuff. You're, if your child's doing stuff, you know, stuff like that, there's never anything like dysfunctional about that. Mm-mm. That is just stages and ages and things that they're, you know, developing through. And the best thing you can do is just kind of support them through it from day one on. Absolutely. And that's it. Good luck. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.